It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, we have the author J.P. McLean from Canada. She has published 10 books, a novella, and several short stories, including the captivating The Gift Legacy boxed set. So, J.P., welcome to the RV. Thank you so much, Luci. It's just such a treat to be here, and I'm happy to go on this road trip with you. Thank you. I was looking forward to go back to Canada. Canada. Oh, I have so many good friends in Canada. So I'm sure we'll have a very nice conversation. I am sure too. So JP, you were born in Toronto, Ontario, and now live on Damon Island in British Columbia. So can you tell us a little bit about this island? Sure. Uh, I came out to British Columbia to attend the University of British Columbia, and I never went back. It's so beautiful here on the coast. And after I met my husband, uh, he had a place here on Denman Island, and we have now made it our home. And Denman Island is a ferry-bound island. It's one of the northern Gulf Islands. So if you're looking at a map off the coast of British Columbia, you'll see a big island called Vancouver Island. And we are about halfway up the coast, the eastern coast of Vancouver Island, a little tiny island called Denman. And right beside us is another island called Hornby. And it is 50 kilometers in, uh, in area, so quite small. There are, I think at the last census, there are 1,400 people. It's mostly rural, so lots of sheep and cows and chickens and pigs and farmland lots and lots of farmland and it's very much an artist community as well so we have potters and painters and poets and lots and lots of writers we have uh, jewelry makers and felters and wool spinners and um, people who weave fabric and scarves and tea towels it's just the most beautiful place to live and be creative. Now I want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> really, it seems like a unique and serene place to call home. It is. I, I have no complaints. And if I do complain, no one will listen. So there you go. And coming from Toronto, that's 
was like New York City. Let's say that. Did you find it easy to adapt to living there? I did. Um, I didn't think I would. It was a surprise to me. When I left Toronto and moved to Vancouver, I was moving to a much smaller city. Vancouver's a lot smaller than um, Toronto. And it's also a little, uh, a little more laid back than Toronto. So the pace is slow. So I was in Vancouver for about 10 years before I moved to Demon Island. So it's kind of stepping down uh, each time I moved. And when I first moved to Demon permanently, I had already been spending weekends here for a couple of years. We would come over and treat it like our cottage on the weekends. So I kind of knew what to expect, but I did think I would miss Vancouver. And I remember saying to my husband at the time, if we miss Vancouver, we can just go back and um, stay with friends or family or even book into a hotel for a couple of days right downtown, you know, visit our favorite restaurants that we will miss so much and visit all the places we used to go and then get our fix, you know, a two day fix of the city and then we can come home. But surprisingly enough, we never did that. We moved over here. We did go back on occasion. His sister at the lived at the time lived in Vancouver so we would stay with her if we had to go to Vancouver but over the years it became less and less frequent our trips to the city and I think my husband now has um, hasn't been back to Vancouver for eight years I've been back more frequently but he hasn't been back and um, he doesn't miss it I love my time when I go there for two or three days but I love coming home and I've, I'm a, I've turned into a, a countryfied I guess I've turned into a country girl yeah, this sounds so nice because I don't know if I could live in a big city anymore as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mindset, I think, where you're living for sure. You you get you get used to it. It's just like getting used to the ferry. A lot of people get antsy about living on an island with a ferry, but it's just something that you accept when you're gonna be living here. And if you can't accept that you're gonna be dependent on a ferry, then you best live on a place that isn't surrounded by ocean and waves and birds and eagles and sea lions and fish and such. And how does living on a small Gulf island like Denman Island influence your writing? Well, it influences it in a couple of different ways. And I suppose the biggest influence of living here is having the space, the time, the quiet, the peacefulness to do the writing. That That is super important. And it's also important to have the support of the people who live here. The little bookstore on our island is called Abraxas Books, and they have sold more of my books than any other retailer, save the big one, you know, the Zon. Um, the people who live here have been unbelievably supportive. They're always asking me when my next book is out. They're always the first in line to buy the book and get them signed. So that is another contributing factor. Uh, kindness. I, I, I've mentioned before, kindness is such an inspiration to me. And on this island, the kindness of people is evident every day all around me. And that is just like a warm hug. And it, it just creates an environment where being creative is easy and I really appreciate that. I'm not sitting in a room where cars are honking and alarms are going off outside and people are shouting. I don't have to deal with any of that. And so I'm very, very lucky. Very, very lucky. Yeah, I can see the happiness 
on your face. How did your passion for writing develop? I was a writer of nonfiction before writing here. Uh, before living here. And that is because of my job. I used to work in human resources. So I would, I would write up job descriptions. Um, I would uh, write reports and such. And then uh, I worked at a hospital for a while. And I wrote a procedure book for the department that I was working with in the hospital. So I had that kind of writing experience. But the creative writing experience is completely different and way more fun. And the, the way I got started with it I never imagined I'd become a writer, a fiction writer. I never did. That was a surprise to me. But I did have the opportunity one winter. We, uh, My husband and I had spent about five years in southern climates uh, where it's warm in the winter. And um, this was our first winter full-time back on Demon Island. And in the wintertime, it's very wet here. We're called the wet coast for a reason. Very wet and windy and not not pleasant to be outside for any length of time. So um, I was sitting in our living room, the one of the first nights that we were finally settled back in and the rain was lashing the windows and I call it sideways rain. And I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to survive this, you know, get back acclimatized into this um, this mode of, of staying indoors during the, the winter or a lot of it. And I decided I would take a page out of the books I'd been reading. I'd started reading an awful lot of urban fantasy when I was um, away. And so when I got back, I thought, I'm going to try this because I enjoyed it so much. I thought if I can create stories that other people enjoy, wouldn't that be fun? And I decided I would take an experience that I have, a personal experience. You know, they talk about you need to have a unique story to tell. And so I have recurring dreams about flying. I can hover. I can fly. The miraculous dreams. I absolutely love them. I don't like waking up when I'm having those dreams because it's just so awe-inspiring, you know, floating and being able to swoosh down slopes and inside giant buildings, like just being able to go through a museum, for example, like just floating through a museum. And, and I wanted to get that and put it down into words. And so that's what I challenged myself with is putting that one scene into words. And what I discovered was I loved working with the words first off. And then I decided that um, once I had finished that scene, um, I, I realized that someone doesn't just jump off a deck and float away or fly down the coast. They must know they can fly. And then that leads into another question. So how did she know? Where did she get this ability? Do other people have this ability? Where is she going on the other end of that? And so what I ended up doing is piecing together a story that when I was finished, I kind of sat there with my mouth open because I didn't know I had it in me. And then it was a mess, of course. It was a super hot mess. It needed an awful lot of work to polish it up to get it to be the story it did eventually become. But by the time that happened, I was absolutely hooked, just hooked. I could not get away from my computer. I, it, it consumed me day and night. And it took a while for that to even settle down to the a pace that you could actually have a life and write because the writing was just so exciting. I loved it. So that's, I guess, a very long story of how that happened. <laughs> no, that's nice. And I believe that the dreams you had led you to the genres of 
supernatural, paranormal, urban fantasy. Is that correct? That is so right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I just love anything with magic in it. It's sort of like an escape. You know, maybe it's not possible, but wouldn't it be great if it was? And nowadays people are doing it with artificial reality. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yes, that has opened up such an interesting, sometimes scary, sometimes interesting um, way to look at the world. I mean, for creative people, it gives me an opportunity to get some input that I wouldn't normally have. For example, if I am uh, writing a scene and I'm not happy with that scene, a paragraph or a sentence, and I'm just frustrated with it, I can plop that into uh, chat GPT and ask it to rewrite it. I can do the same thing with pro writing aid, uh, which I use. I could plop it in there and just say, can you give me another way of saying this? So it's not like people, I'm not using it to create my story, but I am using it to help um, come up with different ways of saying things to um make things more interesting in a way that I wouldn't necessarily have thought of. But once it gives me that tweak, I can then say, ah, oh, yes, okay, I can use this. I know how to structure my sentence a different way now. And the other thing I've been using it for is marketing, because I'm not, um, I'm not a natural at social media. And so um, and in particular, I'm not really very good at using um, a cell phone. I'm much better on a bigger computer than I am on a cell phone. And so what I've been doing is asking artificial intelligence like ChatGPT to give me the hashtags. You know, what are the best hashtags to use to uh, uh, for, for a sale, if I'm having a sale? Okay, I'm having a sale. Give me ha effective hashtags for 45 to 65-year-old men or 45, 65-year-old women who are interested in fantasy or who are interested in supernatural thrillers. And it pops out those hashtags, which would have taken me prior to this, it would have taken me, you know, probably half an hour to look them up and make sure they were all effective. And now I can do that fairly quickly. And that gives me more time to write. So um, for me, it's a huge bonus. Um, I know it's got some scary sides, but um, yeah. I'm not going to concentrate on those. Yeah. Let's think just about the positive things because otherwise yeah. we'll be here like so scared. And can you share some details about your Dark Dreams novel series, maybe more specifically about Ghost Mark? I think it's already out, is that? It was. It came out last uh, October, at the end of October last year. So it's been out for about six months now. Um, the series is about a woman whose name is Jane Walker. And Jane Walker is born with a rather large, uh, you, you people would think it's a birthmark. 
it's like a port wine stain, but it is extensive and it wraps around her body in a blood red chain. So she's raised with this mark and it impacts her as a child, as you can imagine. And um, when she's just approaching her 25th birthday, this mark starts to disappear. And she is thrilled that this mark is starting to disappear because it's what she wanted her whole life. But one day when she is delivering flowers out at the university, a professor notices her and tells her that that is not a blood mark or it's not a birthmark. It's a blood mark. And a blood mark is different. It's given to her in a ritual. But she was adopted at birth. So she doesn't know why she has the mark other than the professor tells her it's for protection. So this mark is disappearing and it's the only protection she has, but she doesn't know what she's being protected from, whether it's a thing or a person. So that's the premise of the entire series. It starts with her discovering what she's being protected from and why. And as the series progresses, she encounters different things that she has to solve, little riddles that she has to solve that are all connected to this condition or this this uh, blood mark that she has. So it disappears in the first book, as you can, like that's the whole premise of the book, this mark is disappearing. And in the second book, is it really gone? Ghost mark, ask the question, is the mark gone? Is the protection gone? Because she's about to have some more adventures, supernatural adventures. and we'd really like to know that she is being protected because there are some dangerous people that she's confronting in the second book. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Wow, I love it. And okay, I cannot be asking. I need to read the books. And JP, what do you think are the key elements for writing a really good story? Oh, geez, there are there are a lot, but you don't have to have all of them. I think one of the key things is to entertain people. So I think it's important that you know the expectations of the people who are reading your genre. So people who are reading supernatural or fantasy or urban fantasy, they want what they came for. They want magic. They want, in some cases, they want a contemporary setting. So I set my, all my books in Vancouver on the West Coast of Canada in nowadays times. So they're all contemporary. And I try to give them characters that are not perfect because it's hard to relate to people who are perfect. So it's interesting to give them flaws, little annoying habits, uh, things that will help the audience relate to them. And then you want to take them on a ride, a wild ride, just like we're doing in your little van behind you. It's a trip and you're, you're starting someplace and you just try to keep going towards the end so that they're constantly moving forward and they're being entertained. And that's my whole thing. I want people to escape into the story that's what I enjoy about reading I like 
I like it when I forget that I'm reading and an hour goes by and I don't even know it. The phone rings and I look at the clock and I think, oh my goodness, I've been reading for two hours and I didn't even know it. That's what I try to do. Uh-huh. That makes good stories. Yes, when you cannot put the book down, you're there. <laughs> Concentrate. Yeah, and what have been some of the most rewarding experiences or, let's say, moments in your writing career so far? Well, certainly the the very first memorable moment was when I received the first proof copy of the first book. That was pretty amazing to hold a book that I never thought I would be holding. That I never thought I'd do. So that, that was pretty amazing. But uh, one of the things that happened during the course of this, which, um, which is still a moment that I think about and, um, and treasure is uh, I was home uh, back in Ontario, visiting my family. And I had arranged to do a book reading at the local library. And this was um, at our cottage. So up in, um, like uh, the Muskoka area of uh, Ontario, which is cottage country. And so it's a small town called McKellar. And I was doing a reading at the library. And um, so I was visiting my mother and father and my sister there and my brother. And we all went down to the library and I did my reading. And um, all through my life, I had um, experiences of, my mother introducing me to people and she would say, and this is my daughter, Joanne, which is what the J and JP stands for. And so that day, after I finished my reading, I went to the table where they were selling books and I heard my mother say, and I'm her mother. Mm-hmm. And it just melted my heart because it, it was, um, she was proud of me. Yeah, she was. She is super proud of you. I I can she, feel. JP, would you like to leave a message for our listeners today? Oh, keep reading. Keep reading and and do do review the books that, that you read, even if you only have uh, one or two things to say about it. It doesn't have to be the book reviews that you see formally. It can just be, I love this the character in this book love the way it ended, um, and then give it a star rating or just give it a star rating. If you don't even want to do the review, you cannot imagine how helpful those reviews are to writers. It's something you should do if you possibly can. We really appreciate it. Yes, reviews are gold. (laughs) They are. They really are. And where can our listeners find you and, of course, your books online? You can find everything at jpmclaneauthor.com and McLean is M-C-L-E-A-N. Okay. So, JP, it was a pleasure to come to Damon Island. Actually, I'll be going around to see. Hopefully, today is not getting too cold. It's not, today is not that cold. It's beautiful. It's beautiful here. Yes. As you know, because you're here now. So it's gorgeous. It's sunny. It's warm. Yeah, you can sit out on the deck and smell the ocean. Mm-hmm. I wish I could swim, but it's too cold for my standards. <laughs> Thank you, Lucia. It's been such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you, too. And for our listeners, please check out our magazine in June because you're going to see the cover of JP 
newest book, Ghost Mark. And subscribe to the website www.relatable-media.com and grab your free magazine. So thank you very much again, JP, and I hope I see you again. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.